Blog Talk Radio. Aloha and welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. Always a pleasure to do this. In fact, it's my favorite time of the week, favorite time of the day, favorite time of the month. It's my favorite everything. Uh, today is a, a really special film. I just had a chance a few minutes to talk with the subject of this documentary, Miss um, Michelle Smith. And I, I, I received this documentary from a PR rep in New York, and we were really excited because we wanted to start doing more films from the East Coast. And one second. Bringing in Michelle. Are you with us? Give me one second. Let me connect her. Okay. All right. Michelle's on the line. Hello. Okay. Welcome, Michelle. I just have one quick announcement. I'm going to bring in Mr. Bright. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mr. Bright, are you with us? I'm with you. Welcome. Thank you so much. I just have one quick announcement for the guests, and we'll hop right into it. Um, today's, today's film, we're here to promote a documentary that's opening at the Lemley Monica Film Center in Los Angeles. And for all of you listeners and uh, supporters of the show, uh, next week we'll be having uh, Mr. Wynn Thomas, who is uh, the production designer on so many great films. But this show is about everyone. We don't believe in, we have students to known filmmakers. So I really enjoyed today's um, opportunity to discuss this film. I don't feel the need to name drop about you, Mr. Bright. So thank you for joining no us. No problem. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm sure you've heard it. And um, so no, Michelle. I mean, actually, everybody's done the same thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I, that's good. Um, cool. So, Congratulations to you guys for uh, making such a wonderful film. I mean, at the end of the day, how how does that feel? Well, well I mean, they did all the hard work. So, you know, I, I'm glad now that I get to, to to travel around and stuff because now I feel like I'm at least helping out a little bit, whereas before I would just run around and do stuff and run my mouth and they would film me, so... And and for you, Mr. Bright, did did you get exactly what you wanted? Um, well, you know, when you start a, a documentary, you don't know what you're going to get. That would be the greatest documentarian in the world. Uh, but I think I think uh, what, where we got what we wanted is uh, we wanted to show Michelle's life uh, post graduation from the Perkins School, and in it. Uh, relate to the audience, not just Michelle's plight, but the plight of uh, uh, over 50 million people with a disability in this country in terms of finding employment and finding a place to live and getting support for that. Yes, I was, I was, that's what I was really touched by that you guys went after. Uh, And again, for all our Los Angeles listeners, this is coming out uh, tomorrow. You want to check it out. Uh, The first six guests, we've had have had films opening at this film center so we hope that we're that we've been getting people out there um it the film kind of hit me really hard because i i was kind of declared legally blind in one eye for uh many years and it kind of like killed my filmmaking career and so i really felt connected to you michelle because when you were talking about that you wanted to go to los angeles and i and they took my driver's license away so um, I wanted to say... You, and you I'm need sorry. to go to, to Kevin's classes if you think that being legally blind in one eye 
Make, so no, no, can't no. make films. Well, no, no. You need to go to Kevin's class. Well, no, what I was going to say was, was I wanted to thank you for helping me to understand that I never really should have been saying anything. Like, it, you, you really kind of closed the door for me and made me understand that I'm very thankful for all the things around me. So that's what I've mm-hmm. really taken from your film. I'm kind of, uh, sometimes these films hit me and I'm kind of in so so awe of them and then the next day I have to talk about them and I'm not trying to sound like I don't know what I'm doing but maybe some just quick technical questions uh the director um Garrett you guys get yeah Garrett I'm sorry Garrett yeah it's Garrett Garrett, now was that uh has a documentarian uh working with a documentarian how was that for you Mr. Bright, uh, considering that your, your heavy background back to the 70s is television. How is it right. being a film that's separate from all the stuff that's attached to filmmaking? Right. Well, um, hold on a second. I'm just going to change one thing here. So maybe I stop feeding back. Um, so um, my uh, I made a documentary actually before this. It was a short. It was about my dad. And uh, I had that in festivals, too. So I had a little experience in the documentary world. And uh, I knew Garrett um, from Emerson College, where I'm an alum, and he was a graduate student when we started this film uh, at Perkins. So um, so I put a lot of trust and uh, delegation into this film. I was never on the set when they were shooting. Uh, I did look at dailies, I, I did look at cuts, but I wasn't inv- involved in the hands-on part of the filmmaking. That's all Garrett and Jordan and Rachel who, you know, uh, were were making the film. So my relationship with him was easy because at first, um, you know, it was his film. I was just helping out and giving some money. And then there was a point where this 20-minute short was about to become uh, a 90-minute feature, and that's when I became more heavily involved, um, uh, was you know, taking it to that end, because it became just a whole different thing, you know, when you, when uh, you okay. expand it. And, and, and for Michelle, Michelle did, is, there a, is there a point, because like, you know, you had mentioned um, being a part of a documentary, I assume this was your first time, and working with film crews, you would, and you would actually be assuming wrong. Oh, really? It was yeah, not. Yeah, I've time. been. I mean, this is definitely the biggest project I've ever been involved in. But I was always, I've always been one of those people who, whenever I got an opportunity to be on TV or on the news or anything like that, I always, I always took it. So there is a uh, documentary called "Teach Me How to See." I think that's what it's called. C spelled S E A which is a documentary about um, the senior trip from my school, Perkins School for the Blind. And uh, our senior trip was a cruise to Mexico. And, you know, so there's like, um, so it's, it's sort of a movie about us on our, on our trip. And for, for a lot of the people who were going on that trip, it was their first time out of the country. And it was, you know, cause, and, and, you know, it was a, it was like a whole new thing for a lot of people because a lot of those students had been um, sheltered for a lot of their lives and not allowed to sort of you know uh, go a little crazy and party and stuff like that and um, 
also, at, you know, there was a, a short film that we made in our, our class, which um, was, you know, it was it was like five minutes long, and it was, I felt like it was, a, it was in some ways, a, a documentary. I mean, you it know. It was. It was a documentary I mean, you can, about you and two friends. And yeah, it won, exactly. It was a documentary about me and my friends, Lori and Ashley, and it was called uh, Seeing Through the Lens, and you can find that on YouTube. Just look up Seeing Through the Lens and then scroll down until you see someone who looks like me, and then that's me from years <laughs> ago. <laughs> um, you know, so, I mean, I've, I've, I've done that. You know, I've been on it, So, yeah, I mean, this is definitely the biggest project. So she's I've been, been in front of the in, camera I've been involved a bit. In other uh, okay, too, okay. So. Well, yeah, I mean, because that was, that was what was uh, throughout the film. I was thinking, wow, she's really comfortable if this is the first time in front of the camera and that was something that I thought I was like wow you know like I can't you know most people don't like being in front of the camera so it's like I thought this is really awesome now something that I I wanted to thank you for because like you we had discussed on the pre-call I think everybody on the planet has went through it or is going through it right now but uh when you use the metaphor of you wanted to create your own burrito and this is not (laughs) spoiling anything for the film because I I want the audience to know this is just an inspiring film and you need to go see it wherever you're at in your life up down in between I it's said the give world you is my burrito i didn't say i wanted to create my own burrito oh, okay. but that sounds delicious <laughs> yeah well, what okay, would be yeah, in that burrito okay <laughs> it's um it's really interesting because a lot of people like i i've seen like picture frames that are engraved with that saying and then there's like a dash and it says michelle smith and it's like no I feel bad because I didn't make it up. It's a paraphrased Weird Al lyric from the oh, song Albuquerque. Al. Okay. okay. That's going back, mm. Weird Al. Um, uh, I want to yeah, emphasize, I I I emphasize for copyright amazing. purposes, she said paraphrase, not ripped off. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's true. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, there you go. Yeah, because I, I really, uh, but when you said that, okay, I guess this is why my grandma always told me, listen to every word someone says. Um, what I what I liked about it was, was I, it, I, it kind of made me look at, at my, it, it's, in the office here, I have the, the all the stuff that I'm supposed to do for the show for the next three months. And I thought, I don't have anything going on for a burrito outside of that. I thought, what am I going to do tomorrow that not just the the business side and the, yeah. And the doing the thing and the planning LA trips and and I thought I really got to figure out something for my burrito tomorrow, even though that was a paraphrase. So I wanted to thank you for that. Um, do, well, do you're you have welcome. Some, do, do you have something, Michelle, uh, that really sticks out for you from beginning to end? Something that was just the kind of bow tie for you in terms of your learning experience? Um, through the film? Yes, through the film, through the film. Uh, um, I, I guess definitely the, um, now that I think about it, the, the most, the thing that sticks out the most to me is my confidence. You know, before the movie and even throughout the movie, it's something that I'm still struggling with to a certain extent today, but my self-confidence and... I I used to think that like I was 
I was ugly, stupid, and annoying, and that I was going to die alone in a group home, and that, that was it. And, of course, you know, as things started to, to, to go on, and we not only reached but exceeded our, you know, uh, Kickstarter goal, and, and, you know, but especially through this year, going to different festivals and stuff and getting interviewed by awesome people such as yourself. Oh, thank you. I, um, yeah, I don't mind that. That was just a cough. But I, um, you know, I've, I've started to become more confident in myself and, you know, not be so hard on myself. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, that is like the title, Best and Most Beautiful Things. That's one, I think that's one of the best things you can find. Uh, while we have a second here for everyone, you can go to www.best and mostbeautifulthings.com that's all one word if you throw in slash screenings you'll be able to see the long wonderful history Mill Valley Vermont, Philadelphia, Denver Cayman Islands, Canadian hot docks uh, and South by go- Southwest yeah South by Southwest I mean where it was kind of like I just see me with crazy hair colors yeah I, I kind of just was like okay I'll just put like a third of them in um, and, and again, for all this information, there's a great thing about the journey and there's personal stuff and there, and it's, it's a really great website. So please check that out. Once again, www.bestandmostbeautifulthings.com. Uh, a question for you, Mr. Bright. Um, you mentioned you were, uh, an alumni of, did I get Emerson. this right? Emerson. Okay. And that's, is how is that related with Perkins? Well, um, the the way it, it, it kind of brought two um, alumni together. So Garrett Savitas was a graduate student at Emerson while I was volunteering at Perkins, and that's how the two of us came together. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I'm I'm always kind of, without being too personal, I'm always kind of wondering how filmmakers get together because I know we've all had those like we met at a film festival party or it was just completely random stuff. Uh, Michelle, do you His have, class was great. he, he bribed us with, with Jewish snacks that I don't know how to pronounce to get us to go to his class and it worked. Oh, uh, so, so <laughs> I knew you'd think that was funny. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, so, so I got a little knish maybe. <laughs> was it a knish? I don't know. <laughs> So you've mentioned this. What what was this class? If we could just uh, mention that, if it's I mean, if it's not too personal. Oh, you mean our class at Perkins? Yeah, you're. No, she was saying that you would work with their class. What was the connection there? Oh well, so um, Jeff Migliosi, who is uh, in the film, he's the Perkins faculty. You'll see in the film. I met with him and I wanted to volunteer and he was supposed to advise me on something that I could do. And he said to me that he thinks I should create a class to teach blind kids the aesthetic of film so that they can use it to tell their own stories. That's how the class started. Oh, okay. Now this is, this is what's so, what's so interesting about that. And and Michelle, uh, of course, you know, but I'm saying this, this is an interesting thing of kind of flip-flopping it of how film started out silent. So to be, be, be teaching the aesthetics 
with that visual component being impaired or not there. Um, that sounds really intriguing. I think Michelle's right. I'm up for some Jewish snacks too. Um, um, that, that really intrigues me. I, I, I love no pun intended. Just the, the reason I do this show is to hear all the different ways that people look at how to make a film or mm-hmm. do a film. And there's, there's no right or wrong way. Um, I mean, there's no formula. I think otherwise we'd all be doing it. Like you said, with documentaries, um, mm-hmm. Michelle, right now with this, I mean, it won't spoil anything with the film, but uh, without being too personal, what what are you up to these days? Because I, this is, I'm just still so inspired by watching this film last night that I'm kind of like, I want, I want to hear what's next. Well, I recently just moved back in with my dad temporarily. The apartment that I was living in wasn't working for me anymore, so I moved out. But I'm going to be moving into a new apartment as soon as possible. Um, but for right now, this sort of makes sense because I'm going to, you know, like, I, you know, I, I, I love it here and I can focus on things like practice, like um, getting back into learning Japanese and other things like that. So I'll be productive. <laughs> Plus I get to, you know, um, make YouTube videos and, you know, talk to awesome people like you on the phone. And... So, I mean, I'd still get to do stuff, and trust me, I had a taste of independent life. I want it back. But mm-hmm. this is really what works for the meantime, so make it, I'm making the best of it. This may be one step back, but it's to create two steps forward in the future. Um, yeah, and, I... and so lately I've been doing a lot of cleaning, trying to organize my room, also doing a lot of snuggling with my cat because <laughs> I do that a lot anyway. If you saw the, the gray cat in the movie, that's my cat. Yeah. She's a sweetie. Um, also I've been, you know, I've been going to events, I've been going to a lot of film festivals, and now, you know, there's the the theatrical stuff going on, and interviews, and screenings, and Q&As, and that's always super fun, I love to travel, even when sometimes I get sick, I love to travel anyway, and, um, I always end up, you know, getting cool stuff from it, like in New York, we, uh, my my boyfriend and I went to several like Japanese stores and anime stores and toy stores and stuff, and I bought I bought way more stuff than I needed to, but <laughs> it was fun and you know I like it. <laughs> yeah, so I that's, think that's what I've been up to a lot. I think Michelle's potential has only been scratched by this film, and what she has gained through the film is. Uh, a new support system, a new family, because all of us who have made this film are very committed to not just dropping the ball and let Michelle roll back to where she was. That would that would be a bad thing for the film. So, uh, uh, you know, we see Michelle as, as a new voice and a powerful voice, and she's gotten herself a little platform, and um, we're going to try to take her message of unlearning normal and um uh take that forward so well that i think that's, that's where michelle's real future lies that's that's so fantastic i'm not going to remotely get political about what's going on in the world right now but huh. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm going i'm going to say that uh that's something that couldn't be more needed and I I don't usually mention something about myself on the show cuz i believe it's about the guests but i wanted to say something real quick that your film did for me was that 
you know, due to the nature of Los Angeles, the spread out, I'd, I'd been tell it, telling Michelle on the pre-call, Mr. Bright, that um, I had been in various car accidents. Drunk drivers have ran me over. I've oh had my. surgeries. I've, and, it, oh my. And, I, and I was legally blind in one eye, and it was like it killed my filmmaking career. And mm. it literally led to this show, and it's one of the best things I've ever done because it's just given me an opportunity to the, the studio can go on the road. And, and long story short, it's like I'm in my late 30s and have had to live at home for the last five or six years. And I've never admitted mm-hmm. that on air. I don't mm-hmm. usually admit it at parties because then people kind of look at you and act like they have to go to the bathroom. And, right. And, but well, I'm glad I, if I, it was any, any, sorry. Oh, no, no. But I mean, it was just, so I wanted to say that it was just uh, getting to say that was just such a load off. And that's what your guys film did for me was that it was, it showed me that like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm still meeting my potential. I'm still doing things and I don't have to, I don't have to really be down that I, I should, if anything, like no. my dad always says, Hey, you know, shut up. You're not living in a park. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not doing your podcast on the beach. So, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I wanted to thank you guys for that. Cause I always felt like I didn't ever want to admit that over air, but your, your guys film touched me. And I, I, I don't know. I just felt like, I feel a lot better now that it's out. You're not alone. Aww. That's the that's Michelle's point. You're never alone, no matter who you are, or what your problem is. You're not alone. Yes, yeah, just you know. It's so amazing that you were able to open up because of this film, because that's part of what the film is about. It's about you know the fact that you know no one's perfect. When I was when I was younger, part of the reason why I really didn't like myself was because I thought that everyone else my age, and especially people older than me, had all their crap together. They had they had everything together. They had everything figured out. They never, you know, had any, you know, they never messed anything up, you know. And from this film, like, hearing people, and trust me, this isn't a thing where, like, I feel happy because other people people feel bad not at all but hearing other people you know say you have so much purpose in your life and I don't and crying was a huge wake-up call to oh wow no I you know everyone does not have everything put together um and you know that that you know that person that person who cried and said that their life had no meaning of course you know, what I did was I ran up to them and I gave them a huge hug and I explained to them that you create your own meaning and that's really what's beautiful. That's, I can't well, talk okay, that. But, yeah, exactly. I was kind of like, whoa, that, I guess that's my cue to shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to plug your guys' uh, <laughs> no, social I, media. I, like, no, it's just sometimes... No, it was great. That was really great yeah, what you just said, Michelle. Yeah, it was like, okay, um... There, uh, the thing that I did want to say was, um, you, you, yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll just unplug your guys' social media right now, and then we'll come back for a quick, our last couple of minutes. Uh, website, www.bestandmostbeautifulthings.com, all one word, on Facebook, at Best and Most Beautiful Things, and is that, I guess that's all capitals on the main word, at Best Most, and Instagram, at oh sorry it's at best and most film 
and the Instagram is at best and most film. Uh, by the way, I I was so thrilled to be doing this that I I made the number one faux pas of a host, and that I should probably read the log line. <laughs> I, I, it was the first time I've ever done it, so I'm just like, great, these people are gonna hang out and be like, oh my god, what? He doesn't even say what the film's about. What a great host. Um, this 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 film that we've been talking about. Uh, take two. Uh, so in, in a celebration of outcasts everywhere, a precious young blind woman disappears into quirky obsessions and isolation with humor and bold, bold being an understatement, curiosity. He chases love and freedom in a surprising sex positive community on her path to adulthood. So please, um, you know, that is, to me, that sums it up. There's nothing that I would want to say to take from it. And as we head into our last five minutes here, I'd like to just open the floor to, to either one of you to close out with what you'd like to say. And then I'll wrap up the show after you, after I let you guys go. Okay, cool. Michelle. Uh, okay. Um, so I usually end with it with a joke. But I don't have any jokes that are five minutes long. So first I'll say, <laughs> people who are who are at home or wherever you are listening to this, you need to know that you're beautiful. You really are. You might feel bad, but you should never have to feel like you are unfit. I want you to look at yourself and give yourself a hug and tell yourself even if it's not okay right now, that you are okay. That there is nothing intrinsically, humanly, like, wrong with you. You might have problems, but so do I, and so does everyone else. You're awesome. Give yourself a hug. Give your dog a hug, your cat, your husband, your wife, your kids, your mom. Just, like, give someone a hug. And if you can't give someone a hug, then give yourself a hug. Very well try, put. Try to think of things that make you smile. Do something different. Go to a different restaurant than you normally do. <clears throat> Look around your where you live and see if there's anything crazy and fun going on. If you step out of your comfort zone for even just a few minutes, it can open your mind and open your eyes. Fantastic. Excellent. And, and, well, and for you, Mr. Okay, Bright? Do you want to hear my joke now? Okay, okay. not a joke. Okay. What type of goat is microscopic? What kind of goat? (laughs) A what goat? A zygote. Oh, okay. Very heady. Very heady. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what I'd like to say is, you know, I'd really like to, whoever can hear me, reach out to the... Uh, the work community, the employers, and ask them to please look at this as a diversity issue as you would look at any other diversity issue. We need to have people who are differently abled in the workspace. There's jobs Michelle can do. Does she need to be uh, um, uh, taken care of in the beginning and shown? Yes. Maybe she needs a little more attention to start. But Michelle is totally capable. And I want people to think about 
the, the figure that 75% of people, capable people with a disability to work are unemployed. And I think we have to change that. And, you know, this, this speaks to a lot of things about our country, about how we treat the elderly, how we treat people who are in need of help, how we drop the ball and, uh, and leave them alone and discard them. Those are the things we really need to change in this country. So um, I hope employers are listening and will start a program to make a commitment to hire somebody who really needs a job and can bring an incredible vibe to your workplace. That's, that's what I want. Well, uh, thank you for doing that, Mr. Bright, and also, um, you know, uh, being involved but also lending your name to a cause and – I, you know, that was something when my grandmother was passing, she said to be like Paul Newman and, mm-hmm. uh, go however, go however far you're going to go and then turn it back around and help others. So, um, I wanted to thank you for that. And I wanted to thank both of you for being on. It was a great pleasure talking today. And, uh, once we have the episode done, it's usually a day or two, um, we'll send it off to Falco and if for any reason down the line, Unless you hang up and are got, uh, think, why did I even talk to this guy? Uh, you're welcome back for future projects, uh, whatever. We, we consider everyone who comes on a cousin Let's on the family Let's talk again in tree. six months. Let's make the commitment to talk again in six months and find what Michelle yep. is doing. Sounds good to me. That would be great. I'm there. I will I love say having that usually people when people on. ask me to be like Paul Newman, they mean to bring them some salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. or a fine fig bar. Yes, yes. Exactly. And Mr. <laughs> Mr. Newman, such a class act. So, uh-huh. I, again, thank you guys for today, and uh, and congrats on the Lemley run. And, um, yeah, six yeah, months. Yeah, come out I, and I see us at the theater. I want to make sure we said that, that, you know, we're going to be at the Lemley Monica at the 5.30 show on Saturday and Sunday for Q&A. So come out and meet Michelle. That's the big thing. Oh, hey, you yeah, know what? I I'm, gonna, I'm, supposed, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to be out this weekend, so you know what? I'm going to try to coordinate that. That's, you're going to be at the 5.30 screening Saturday? Yes. Yeah, and Sunday. come up and say hi. That would be so great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, going to, I'm, going to put the, I'm typing that right here on my L.A. trip. All right. Cool. I would well, like that for right. hi, well, too. She just showed up. Safe no, trip no, and continued I, success. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful day, and hopefully we get to say hello this weekend. Okay, great. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Aloha. Uh, wow, what a, what a great show that was. You know, I, I don't think there's much more to say. I, I've, yeah, you know, thank you for that show. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Mr. Bright. Thank you, Falco, Courtney, and everyone involved for putting this together. Get out to the Lemley Monica Film Center this weekend. Best and most beautiful things. It's a 5.30 Friday and Saturday. You'll get to have a Q&A and a chance to meet Michelle. With that, you know how it goes. Whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, or whatever other time of day there is, make sure and watch a good movie. Aloha and peace.